ready? Ready. Hey everyone, Devin with OBS Solutions and John with Care Customs here. John, how are you doing? Good, how are you? This is the OBS Truckery Podcast, our second one. Second, <laughs> second best. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get a more streamlined. We added whiskey to this podcast. Yes, that'll help <laughs> loosen things up. <laughs> Definitely. What's our what's on the topics today, John? Uh, today we've kind of titled this podcast uh, the We Aren't Purists. Ooh, we're gonna offend some people. Yeah. Find your safe places. Yeah, definitely find your safe places. Um, and I think, you know, the one of the main reasons why we we came up with this was because we both have come and swap trucks and ironically enough, we actually both have seven three trucks now. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of people that hate coming swaps. Seven three is the only engine out there. Um, you know, has to have Ford mirrors on it. Can't have Chevy mirrors on it. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Going to, you are going to hell if you have a Cummins or Chevy mirrors on your truck. I, oh, you better watch it, bud. I, yeah. Luckily oh. I only got one. Oh, I've got both. Yeah. yeah on I've the got, same I'm, truck. On the same, well, I'm going to H-E double hockey sticks. Just sign me up. Yeah. Well, right. well, hey, be warm. To each their own. Yep. Yep. And, but uh, yeah. the difference I think that we have is... We also don't knock on people that don't do conversions uh, yeah. or don't put those mirrors on. I don't care. I really don't care if you don't want my or the mirrors on there or a Cummins. We don't care. Zero shits. Yeah. It's all whatever you like. So we're going to dive into that today and uh, talk about why we do those things or um, why other people do, do them or really, you know, why we give a shit about that uh, or I should say why we, why we care about the, the topic of not leaving things stock. Totally. <clears throat> and not being concerned with putting somebody else's engine in a Ford or right. doing whatever. Right. Well, how do you want to lead this off? Do you want to lead it off like why? Like, hey, you know, I would say to start off with like, first thing, John uh, did a Cummins in his truck the same, for the same reason that I did it. And it was because we both got gassers, 460 trucks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and I bought mine intentionally because uh, gassers were so much cheaper then. Sure. Uh, so I, I bought it to do the conversion. Like it, that was the whole intent, was okay. to find a 460 five-speed truck with 355 gears to do the Cummins in it. Um, just because they're cheaper. And why tear out a perfectly good power stroke if you don't need to? This is true, this is true. Sometimes. I mean, uh, I did mine because I just love the truck, owned it, didn't need a diesel at the time. I was, uh, like I said, I think if you listen to the last podcast, uh, the truck I bought was only had 20,000 miles, maybe it was like 18K, super pristine, and it was just a gasser. I didn't go after that. It was only I did the swap because of necessity for this, uh, the fact of, uh, we're going to start using it to tow a little bit, um, which is really stupid on 38s, but hey, we did it anyway. Well, you, know, yeah, you, you like, can like still party. do it. You can right, still do it. Right. You right. got your gears and suspension set up, yeah, right? Yeah, it, sure. It'll yeah. kind of... Yeah. It's, it's kind of tough getting the kids in the back seat when we go over the mountain, but yeah. Um, but that's why I did it, and that's why John did it. And we the big thing is we don't discriminate against those swaps. In fact, we kind of embrace them. Um, totally. Right? There's some pros. There's a lot of pros and a lot of cons. Well, and what I find interesting, I was curious, when you bought yours as a 460, 
uh, did you have any interest in owning a 7.3 truck or did you like having that 460? Dude, honestly, man, I remember taking my dad, I had to be, geez, Opizo, I bet I was maybe like 24, 25. And I remember I wasn't an expert by any means about 7.3s, you know, or diesels in general. My dad was so busy trying to keep the business, you know, going in the right direction. He didn't give two shits about teaching me any of that stuff. He's like, hey, just do oil changes and brake work or whatever I was doing. So it was like I was kind of learning on my own. I, at the time, a 7.3 truck, and still is to this day, was a ton more than an actual gasser. And I just, I remember finding a 7.3 truck, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, but it was way out of my price range. And then, right. you know, my dad went on a test drive uh, with a customer's rig. He went, we have a test drive route, and he saw this Oxford White, mint condition obs just happened to be a gasser and it could have been a 7.3 it could have been a gasser it could have been a 351 at that point right you know all i cared about was like oh my gosh i got an obs ford which you hear that all the time now right like yeah. dude i don't care what it is just give me an obs ford it has to be oxford white it has to be xlt gray interior i love 97s because it's the last year right so yeah i didn't i mean i would have loved to have had a 7.3 but i was no way i could afford one and I was, I remember growing up asking my dad the same question, like, why wouldn't you get a, a, a diesel? And he's like, yeah, for one, they're loud and stinky. And, <laughs> sure. And I guess it was like an $8,000 price difference, okay. especially the newer ones. I don't know if that's true or not, but like not sure. when, you know, when those trucks were new, if you're buying the diesel versus the gas, it was like seven or eight grand more. Wow. Okay. That makes sense. Know. Sure. Yeah. I, I think uh, it, it's like... At times, some of the best products or some of the best inventions come out of necessity, right? Totally. So, um, and I wasn't a Cummins expert by any any means, and I still am not. I don't claim to be an expert on anything. Right. Um, I, I, I think you always have to keep learning and evolving. Um, but on the Cummins stuff, I just kind of like, once I went down that road, it was kind of like uh, never ending, right? I mean, it was kind of like eye-opening. Yeah. Um, I know that for years we worked with a, a, a machine shop in Albany and um, one of the guys I grew up with, gnarly machinist, and he kept on telling me, you got to put a, a Cummins in this gasser. You know, you got to get rid of that 460. And he's just telling me over and over again. I'm like, dude, I don't give two shits. I, I'm just like in it for like weld wheels. And like, you know, I just want right. to love the truck. I didn't need a diesel at that point. But then once I needed to pull something over the hill... You know, and it was like, well, oh, fuck, now I got, now I got to spend some money, now I got down this road. Yeah. And now that you start that, you can't, you can't look back, you know? It's really difficult. Right. And I'm not to say that I wouldn't ever, you know, uh, like we have a 460 truck, our, the box knife, it's a 460 truck. And, you know, dude, it's, it goes, it's nice, it's fun. It's not a mass error, but it's still a good time. Is it an auto or manual? It's an auto. Yeah, nice. it's an auto, you know, so I'm sure that E40 is going to die at some point. It's a low mile truck. I think it's... 112 you know on that thing that's and uh i can't believe you were actually wanting to like part it or scrap it <laughs> i was gonna scrap that truck yeah, like and <laughs> was kenny gonna, was telling me that oh and, dude right we we're gonna scrap like i bought it just for the interior like oh i wanted just the interior pieces on dude and people out there start hoarding interior wait actually no don't hoard interior call me i'll buy it from you <laughs> <laughs> Same, but yeah. like but like seats door panels i bought it for the door panels people people laugh right like you bought a truck for the door panels i'm like yeah dude i bought that truck for oh, the door sure. panels like the rest of it i don't care about yeah that, that's how it is it is because it's hard to come by good stuff right so any anyway, but like back to the coming stuff though is like what was your first like would you like going into it 
the swap way was what'd you find pros and cons in going into this world well um my very first swap was my 73 and i had you know just started doing research on them and i remember as a you know like freshman in high school for some reason i had it in my head that it would be i saw the, a magazine okay. where a guy took a 70s ford club cab okay and put a 73 power stroke in it with all obs interior and it was just the coolest cleanest truck and so i always thought man it'd be so cool to have like an older truck with modern running gear and a diesel in it and so when i did my first one it was uh it that was just like what i wanted to do um but doing the the obs after that for one it was much easier mm -hmm. in my opinion and it's uh it's it's kind of crazy how much power you can get out of a 12 valve cummins sure you know i didn't go the 24 valve route it, i was much poorer at the time you know your like price it's it simpler smarter you're just a smarter individual came I, to that. I wouldn't say that i just uh i did what i what i could and with a 12 valve cummins even with a stock turbo you know like a stock hx35 right. if it's a second gen p-pump motor then you can pull the fuel plate and grind it flat and there you have a one number 100 fuel plate bump your timing up and put a boost fooler in the wastegate and all of a sudden you're making 35 pounds of boost and like 375 horsepower and like 700 foot pounds of torque with just basic tools right simple simple and it's a one wire that does the job of making it run oh yeah right like how can you how can you argue with that and my 7.3 which it's a good running truck but to make any power out of it costs a lot of money. You got injectors, turbo, like injectors for a 12 valve, the cheap ones are 500 bucks. Okay, so let's talk about that real quick. Cause this is interesting. So the cowboy truck, we bought the cowboy truck as a 7.3 truck. Bought it from, a, from a, a kid we know, Tanner Gromley, his dad had it for sale. And uh, so we bought it and it was a seven, like I said, a seven, three auto XLT Oxford white, my favorite color, obviously. <laughs> and so like at this time we had only done, like we deal with seven, three stuff, but you know, nothing too gnarly. And then you hear of everyone like, well, I built a seven, three, it made a ton of power, but I blew it up. Right. Right. Like you hear these stories all the time and it's constant where they, Hey, I was rolling coal and all of a sudden a rod let loose or something happened. And it's like, geez, oh, piezo. And so we really didn't have a lot of, um, I mean, there's experts everywhere and you have the guys who are like, Oh, I ran a stock bottom in making, you know, 500 horse and this tune and this injector and blah, 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 blah. Well, we bought, you know, like going back to the cowboy truck, it's like, well, we want a reliable tow rig, right? Yep. Okay. So. I was like, dude, let's, let's do a common rail, right? We already have a fly-by-wire 24 valve that compound turbos on 38s. It, it like pulls our stuff over the hill, which is impressive. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do a, a gnarly Cummins common rail, right? Or we started out doing a 12 valve. And so like what you talked yeah. about, like the price per getting go-go out of an engine for what you put into it, how complicated it was. And then um, it's funny you mentioned this, right? Because then... We're like, well, a swap would be easier. We'll swap in a 12 or a, or a common rail. Dude, the internet would eat us up, right? You took out a 7.3 and you put a common rail in there or you put a 12 valve in there? Right. Like, I picture, like, the people coming over the hill with pitchforks at us. 
Oh, sure. Right, right. Like, you yeah. know. Um, so what I did, though, you're going to love this. I penciled it out. I penciled out the price for building, for putting together. Yeah, I hate, I hate the B well, word. And you have to, you got to preface this in that you wouldn't just like, you know, check the block and make sure that the cylinders were right, good. Right, right. it, new bearings, rings, and put it together. You yes. would have it like, you would pay and have the crazy amount of machine work done. Yeah, I, so I guess I need to put it in reverse and, and start back up. So... I don't do anything with the truck scene that is in the sense of I just take a used engine and, and kind of freshen it up. We start from scratch uh, with all of our OBS stuff at OBS Solutions. We will take it. We have a machinist we work with. We worked with him for like 20 years. He will take a, a block to us or to, for we'll give him a block. He'll he'll get it in hand, tear it down, and then we tell him what we're looking at power wise, and he will then go from point A to get us to you know. He's not going to run the old pistons. We or... we even even run the the OE rods. Yeah, like people exactly. are like, why those rods are awesome, right? So long story short, like we did that with our Fummins one. It's totally over the top. And then so when it came to the seven three, we're like, oh, I'm just going to do a twelve valve, right? And and then you know we got a phone call from Dan. You know Dan's like, are you are you an idiot? And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you're gonna you're Dan gonna, who Dan Howard Obsession Diesel. Okay. And Dan Howard builds the gnarliest T four kit. Like if yeah. you spec it out. It's very, very intricate. Only one's a cast stainless steel pedestal, not a, just a piece of carbon steel. It's badass. Bellows, the up pipes are lifetime warranty on those guys. They do not blow out. He said, like, on his pole truck. Anyway, so he's like, you need to do a 7.3. And so I'm like, well, I, I came home, you know, after talking to Dan, and he's like, hey, here's what power. And I told him, hey, we need, we need at least 400 to 500 reliable pulling power. Not like it's a race truck. Not like it's gonna work, you know, live for like a couple of years and then put a rod through it or something right. like that, right? So, and there's all these experts. You can go on the internet and find everybody's an expert on the internet. Yes, well, YouTube helps too. Yes. So the one thing that I think we're experts on is just researching and looking outside the box. Totally. That's the only thing that John and I are experts on. That's it right there. Um, I would agree. So, so at that point, it was like I came home and I made a list of like I did a common around that twelve valve. All right, a little more expensive. A little more expensive. Sean Rod just put one together, uh, low miles. Um, he kind of went through it. Nothing too gnarly, but he put one together, and so you know it's new new CP three. You know, kind of kind of you know your so standard went, stuff. Yep, yep. So I went through it. I did like full machine work on both both engines. Now people are gonna freak out when I say this, but it actually was a hundred dollars more to do the the common rail. Just a hundred. Just hundred. I mean, like give or take. You know, my math's not always the best. I'm missing a digit, so I might have missed. <laughs> I might have missed a little bit, but it wasn't that far off. I called Kenny and I'm like, dude, I just penciled this out, and I'm like looking at retail pricing, dude, not shot. Like I'm just like yeah, looking yeah. at like what does it take. I talked to our machinist. I'm like, hey, I want to machine a Cummins block. I want to machine a seven three block. He's like, well, you have more valves. You have two heads. You know, there's some wins and loses there, but. Um, the machine work was about the same price. We did have to spend more for valves and obviously push rods, Smith Brothers ones. You know, you have to do some custom stuff there. Which for are from Redmond. Are they really? Yep. I Smith didn't know Brothers that. Smith Brothers is out of Redmond. No shit. Okay, so local, wait, Oregon stuff. Oregon stuff. Yeah. Not Portland, people. Not Portland. Oregon. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so, um, so it was interesting. And so we went down that road with Dan Howard, our machinist, um, Brian Crowler rods, you know, so we... 
uh, girdle system, you know, I, I talked to some people and kind of did some more research on what it would take to make reliable horsepower. So uh, out of a 7.3 versus a Cummins. But I still to this day love the fact that a 12 valve will make gnarly power one wire like you said. Yeah. I mean, how do you beat that? Um, well, the rolling from that, um, I guess talking about some of the cons of it, like my, just to talk about my last truck was a 97 crew cab long bed, uh, white and red. And I had a P pump compound turbo 12 valve in it. Um, and I didn't go, I didn't machine the engine. Um, I did a brand new pump that set that feral diesel built um, power driven diesels, you know, fuel package and okay. AFC live and, uh, an HE 351 off of a common rail Okay. with uh, an, an old school HT three B, which I would never run that turbo again, but, and a ZF six and that truck ran great. Now I'm going to put my hand up here. And yeah. Back, I have uh -huh. a question. Yeah. So was that the ZF six you split in half by pulling like 13,000 pounds or 14,000 uh, pounds? No, I split a ZF five oh. in half. Uh, and when it split, I wasn't towing <laughs> anything. I was just uh, driving on the, the highway going home and shifted okay. into fifth. And I really don't, I don't drive aggressively. I don't sure. beat on my trucks. I don't try and do burnouts or race. Right. Or like it's just, it's a workhorse. But you were me. hauling some serious weight with that. Yeah. I was grossing about uh, 35,000 pounds. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. With, with a ZF5 on 35s <laughs> and 355 gears. And the Cummins was just like pushing that torque through that thing. Just like. It, yeah. It, until it didn't. Yeah. It, it, it stopped. Uh, it was like the little guy that said, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I still have the bottom of the case. Uh, <laughs> of my transmission <laughs> it was uh it was it was a bummer but i put a zf6 in and never broke that one right um but yeah that truck had plenty of power it ran great um but it, what i didn't like about it is it was it was hard to get it tuned to run really clean i don't like black smoke right i don't like rolling coal it really it it pisses people off. It makes the EPA come after us, like, and it's just wasting fuel and washing my cylinder walls down sure. and scratching them. So, like, I want it as clean as possible, and I would like to be able to, like, switch. You know, it's that's the difficult part of an all mechanical 12 valve, having a more modern engine, even a 7.3. Right. They're still a little smoky, but you can on the fly change tunes from like an economy tune to like a toe tune or a you know if you do want to get on it and really burn some fuel you can crank it up real easy so that that's where you know the 12 valves dead reliable and cheap to fix and easy to work on but it's also nice to be able to adjust your tunes on the fly and not have to pull out pull your pump apart and right. make now, mechanical adjustments. Who is making, there's someone making an adjustable for, for 12 valves. It's adjustable on the fly. Um, I had, that's what I was talking about, the okay. AFC Live. Yeah, you did have that. Power-driven diesel. And it works, it did work well, but you couldn't have like a real preset. Sure. Uh, or you couldn't have like multiple presets, I guess. So once you got it dialed in, it takes 
quite a bit of like tinkering with okay. to get it really dialed. At that point, I didn't really want to mess with it much because then I would have to start tinkering again. Right. And so, yeah, there are options, but it's still, it's old technology. Right. No and, but it works it. though. It, it does works. work. Yeah. And I'm against the whole rolling coal thing. I've, I've never found, I mean, like I don't want the side of my truck all sooty. I don't want the side of the toy hauler sooty when I'm pulling. No. And you know, um, I get it. Some kids are into that. Some guys are into that. I'm, I just want it to burn clean. Yeah. As clean as possible. Right. Um, clean is using all the fuel that you're giving it. Exactly. Which brings us to another point. What's badass about coming stuff in a, any vehicle is adding compounds. Oh yeah. Super simple. Yep. And so that makes a big deal. You know, you of all people know this just as much as I do. Um, compounds on a Cummins are awesome. It's the only way to do it. Tell me why. Well, I guess it's not the only... I, <laughs> I hate that. It's not the only way to do it. Right. But like you were saying, it's hard to beat. Your spool, spool up is so fast. Right. And like on my mechanical truck, if I got a little bit of smoke at the beginning, I knew when my second turbo lit because it would clean up immediately yeah. and just it's burning everything and the exhaust gas temperatures. You're Big flowing time. so much more air. So I'm glad you bring that up because so for viewers out there that maybe don't know John's truck or my truck from Instagram and Facebook and all that BS, your truck, you did your compounds, you built the kit yourself. Yeah. And you put that together yourself and that's how you did it. I did it differently. Um, I wasn't as tech savvy maybe as John or maybe I just didn't have the brains. I did mine. I did a diesel power source, made a Fummins kit for OBS Fords. And did it fit well? Dude, freaking badass. Really? Yeah. Uh, what? So for viewers out there, people out there that are listening to this, um, one thing that and I know John may have run into this and I certainly ran into this, like 12 valves in a, in a Ford are super easy to do. Like you can get that done, right? Oh, easy. Some people do it different ways. I notch the core support so I have room for the fan and mechanical so it's not up against it. I felt like it was a little too tight. But the biggest one we have to battle with, the, the Cummins is, dude, what was it? Inch longer than a 7.3? Yeah, it's a it's a longer a yeah it's a longer motor. So you you're up against your firewall a little bit more on the top of the valve cover. The front of it's up against the radiator. You know that area a little bit tighter. But the big one is that stupid heater box. Yes, dude, that's a struggle. The that's struggle's why you real. Never run an HT3B because they're reverse rotation and the outlet just points right, right. at okay. the heater box or at the frame rail. There's yeah. no or at the block. Yeah, the the boys at uh, Diesel Power Source. Uh, make a Fummins one, dude. Right. And it's badass. It's, turbos are stacked on top of each other, clears the heater box, gets rid of... I mean, it's... It. Uh, I was blown away. I didn't... The air box, the air filter inlet was a little bit goofy, so we just kind of... We built our own. Um, but my machinist the whole time, he's like, no, you need compounds on this truck. I'm like, no, no, we don't need compounds. It's fine. And then I'd pull up my Bachelor, that, that pole oh, yeah. with a toy hauler on there on... Don't laugh, people, on 38s, you know. Pull asking your, a lot. Right, asking a lot, right? And we're just, like, building steam, and it's like EGTs are getting up to the 12s. I see them climbing on a hot day, pulling next to Bachelor. What's that elevation? Is that, like, 6,000? Uh, yeah, it's, like, six to 6,500 sure. at the parking lot up there. Yeah, it's a, it's a good steep grade on both sides. Yeah, and coming back is gnarly. 
it's is tight. the is the steepest. Yep. And so I explained that to him. I'm like, dude, I was building heat, and my my engine guy, he's like, dude, I told you before, you <laughs> compounds. I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm like, well, no one builds one. And he's like, so I did some research, got on the old internet, and started crunching the numbers. And sure enough, the guys over at Diesel Power Source, they built a Fummins kit that was awesome, especially out of 24 valves. There's two oil drain Oh, areas. yeah, because it's already a storm block. Yep. It's already got two drains set up perfectly for it. It was like a match made in heaven. That's sweet. Dude, it's a killer setup. But like yourself, though, you did it yourself, which I love. And you're like, screw this. I'm going compounds. I'm going to see what this thing can do. And so that's the pros. Like, I know there's a couple guys out there, I see them on the internet, that do a compound for seven threes. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. Dude, but it looks like the game of mousetrap, bud. Remember, like, you have like, all this piping and everything's just like, what happens if I always think of, like, how I tell people is everything breaks. Yep. Everything breaks in this world. Just get used to it. The question is, how hard is it to work on? How hard is it to get to parts? You know, that type of thing. Exactly. Well, Cummins is super simple. It's, it's not much there. It's very easy. Uh, the 7.3, it's pretty damn easy, too. But I Except s- pulling a t- stock turbo. <laughs> That's a suck. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> it's not fun. No, or messing with a downpipe on a 7.3. Yeah. It, anything bigger than the you know the one that's squished in half. Don't you wish you could talk to that engineer? I build a DeLorean, go back in time, and just <laughs> and just like, hey bud, could you just give that firewall that like that floor area, just yeah, like give it just, a couple more inches, just a just, little bit. They're not gonna you, you're not gonna lose anything on the foot area. You know, no. come on, help us out. I'm in the future. We just want to make things happen here on these on these trucks. But anyway, um, but mainly both engines are pretty easy, except for a couple things on a seven three versus a Cummins. Um, I just think it's funny because everyone there's these diehard guys there's like no you can't put a Cummins in a Ford you're that's terrible or I'm like dude and the early guys there are you're ruining that truck or you're putting a Dodge engine in it like, yes uh, it's it may come in a Dodge that's but true it's not a Dodge so, engine so technically that's not a Ford engine in a seven in a it's Ford. not it's an international yeah okay so I, I want people to understand that one too. Yes. Right. And the new 6.7 is the first right. Ford diesel in a Ford light-duty pickup truck. Dude, awesome engine. Awesome. Except if you have to work on it. But I haven't heard many people that have had to work on it. We've had a couple of issues with uh, bearing material from some rod stuff. Whoa, that was gnarly. We got, uh, some, we got some wind. We got some high winds. Might want to check on that Tacoma out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an OBS. Oh shit, we don't care about it then. Never yeah. mind. Uh, but no, back to what we're talking about though. Um, just the whole swaparoo thing, the pros and cons. I would say the pros, build cheap power, right? With a, with a swap, regardless, yep. right? And a Cummins gets better mileage than a 7.3 does. It's funny because we're talking about uh, building cheap power. Sean Raw, he found a low mile common rail. The guy is an animal for finding this stuff, dude. He's running my mounts. Yep, he's running your mounts. Um, he just took a common rail, added a tuner to it, and makes and pulls this massive fifth wheel. Yeah. It, it, check out Sean Raw's truck on Instagram if you guys can. His truck is awesome. Flatbed, crew cab, on oh, on badass welds, of course. Oh yeah. yeah super we, duty axles. Yep, super duty axles. We call him the mayor of Weld City. Tillamook, Oregon <laughs> is Weld City for, for people out there that don't know. Sean Raw is the mayor of it. Kenny and I joke about that all the time. He's he's the, the mayor of that. But And it's R A W E. Yep, yep, that's right. So Sean is a badass body guy and he just 
just a lover of it, dude. He's just just like us, balls deep in it. How does his truck run towing that fifth wheel? It's stock turbo, right? I think it is a stock turbo, but I think he's got tuned up pretty good because he came. We sold him. Uh, I sold him my little a little shop truck we had. Yeah, a little green one that he's like. It's a little secret, but we're gonna tell people he's dropping the shit out of it. He's like putting it in the weeds. Awesome, right? So he, I love it. I saw him driving behind me. Right, I was driving box knife, and I, I look in the rearview mirror, and here's this like it's lifted. It looks gnarly. It's wide, and uh, it doesn't look like any OBS out there. And it's just he's got it roll. He's got it tuned up pretty good. It was rolling a little cold, and I'm like, come on, Sean. He's just old school, dude. Oh yeah, but yeah, it runs good. I think he said he pulls the pass with. They have a huge toy hauler. It's massive, and I think he says yeah, sixty miles an hour. No Low, problem. Yeah, he said no big deal. That's sweet. But what's funny though is he had that truck. That truck was a seven three. Yeah. Don't tell. I mean, people are gonna have come after him with pitchforks. That yeah. was that was a seven three truck, and he's like, Devin, this thing wouldn't pull its own weight. But it wasn't even intercooled. It wasn't even. He had stock injectors. It was stock turbo. Stock turbo. I think he had like a tuner, and that was it. Yeah. So I mean, you, it takes a little more love. It does on a seven three. Yeah, especially compared to a common rail. A common yes. rail makes really great power. Yes, it does. Especially the early like early ones. Yeah. yeah. Pretty rad. I I like those. <laughs> I like those. I love that. It's like <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's okay, so let's say the cons though of a of a common swap. We talked about the pros. Power, uh, it's easy. The, uh, the real quick, the bottom end is solid on a Cummins. Like, yeah. No like, one talks like everyone's like you could put power to them and the bottom end eats it up all day. Yeah. For the majority uh, of it. I think they're good up to like 800 to 1,000 horsepower. Jeez, OP. Like 12 dude. valves. Mm -hmm. uh, people will take 12 valve rods and put them in a common rail because they're stronger than common rail rods. Interesting. Just a little bit gnarlier. But but like so power wise though, I mean you can get pretty good bang for your buck out of, out of those. Oh, tons. Yeah. And, and great power, good performance and there is something to be said about towing with an inline six uh yeah uh it's just you don't see any semi truck that's <laughs> running a v8 well now i take that oh, back oh you're gonna uh, you're gonna get kitty involved here yeah, you're get no, involved. Because <laughs> there is oh, this guy on instagram cab over kev bad ass truck i love that freight liner yes cab it's badass. Over. yep oh. And you just put a, a buzz and dozen in it is what, what he calls it. The V12 Detroit two-stroke. So that guy, Kenny saw him going through Lebanon. I saw him through Sisters on the way back from the truck show. Dude, he's all, that truck is so rad. It's yeah. almost as cool as like Kenny's old Pete. Yep. They're just, they're just cab overs or badass shit. They're so sweet. But you only hear of, of inline sixes. You really of only torque. hear of them. Yeah. Right. And it's not to say that you can't do it with a V8, but... The, the torque of an inline six is really impressive. It is, yep. But so, that being said, what's the cons to, to doing this? To, doing a, to do a conversion? Well, the cons are, for one, like it takes, I would say like it, it really helps to have a decent knowledge of all automotive systems. Sure. You know, electrical, plumbing, all sorts of stuff. Um, there's, there's really, as much as there are some companies who make like a kit that for doing the whole conversion. Did you give me a wink when you said that? A, a yeah, kit? A, a yeah, wink there? Yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah maybe a little bit. Uh -huh. um, it's still not really a plug and play kit. So no matter what, there right now there is not like a full blown. Right. Here's a whole list of instructions with every part you need. 
and you don't have to have a welder. You don't have to know how to do, you know, you so can kind of half-ass it. You can kind of like, there is a company out there, I think sells a kit, wink, wink, but it's not, yes. well, we, you and I have experienced it. It isn't really up to the standards that you and, he, you and me kind of think of, like, or strive for. Exactly. And it'll get it done. Um, so it's, it's a bit of work. Sure. For the purists out there, um, in their eyes, it devalues the truck. Okay. Um, I can argue that, and I have proof for it. Yeah, because you just sold a you sold a Cummins converted truck. Yes, it was gnarly, and it didn't last what a week. Didn't last a week, and it had two hundred thirty thousand miles on it, like motor included, um, and it had been used. I mean, it was clean, right. but it had its bumps and bruises. The inside of the bed was atrocious. Sure, like the outside looked real good, <laughs> but the inside <laughs> it was. Bad. Now this is the truck that's, that that spit out that via Z, uh, ZF5. Yes. Okay. Yep. yep. So we're and on the same page here. That truck, I listed it for twenty eight thousand, and sold it in a week for twenty five. Mostly because I was done with like. You had another well, you had another thing in the works too, though. Yeah, you had to get it gone so you move on to the next thing. Exactly, and I even had people uh, finding it, the ad, and I had it like pending, you know, waiting sure. for the guy to pick it up and. Like whatever he's offering, I'll pay more. Like, geez. So, so in that, and we also had some other people, uh, the customers of Obia Solutions. That one guy, uh, two from California. Uh, one was a Ben Palmer truck that was a common rail. Oh, that was, that was a nice. That truck. truck sold for big money, had tons of miles. It's a bummer though. He totaled that guy. Totaled yeah. that truck. Thank Which God is he's just okay. a bummer. Yeah, that he's right. It's good that he's yeah. all right. But um, that truck sold for big dollars. You had uh, like there's a several out there that have sold with Cummins in them. And so I don't know if that stereotype is, if that's something that's gonna you know if that's true or not. Because what we're seeing is if it's if it's got a Cummins, it was done right. It's got makes great power. It's clean truck. They're still selling. They are. They're totally selling. And on the Facebook groups, which I really don't like dealing with, but it's it's a good community. Right. Um, they are. There are people on there all the time asking, like, what Fumman trucks are for sale? Yeah. That want to buy them. But the biggest caveat in the value of them, a Fumman's con- you know, or Cummins conversion. Sure. Can either maintain your value or increase it or it can severely decrease the value of the truck how's that uh doing a complete hack job piece of shit (laughs) right which we've seen from time to time and that's the problem with them because you can get somebody that knows enough to be dangerous that you know does some bird poop looking welds right and they can stick an engine in there and get it connected and driving without cruise control, without AC, without, you know, using weird parts that you can't source at a parts house uh, and and then try to sell it like, oh, it's got a Cummins in it. It's worth right, a bunch. Right. But it, it's a hacked together piece of junk. Um, those trucks are what make it difficult to sell a Cummins converted truck. And honestly, in my opinion, difficult to buy one. Um, I would, whoever's shopping for one, I would, I would do a very thorough inspection on what kind of work has been done because you can get a very high quality truck right. that's been done right and you're going to pay for it. 
right? Um, or you can get one that's been hacked together and be blinded by the big Cummins badge on the side of it and pay way too much money for it. Right. Well, and that being said, like we talked about, like you started off with was the conversion parts. Like there, there are some companies out there like yourself that are doing it right. Um, but you still have to find like if, so if you're just like the guys on the internet, it's like, Hey, I want, I want a Ford. I found a gasser. I want to get a diesel in it. So what do I got to do? There's no, I know there's a couple companies that actually lay it out on what you have to do, but there's the parts that we're, that you and I are experiencing. You have to really source it. You have to know what you're doing, know what to look for and how to do it. Right, and that's that's the con of of doing a swap, and then the other thing is transmission. What are you doing for transmission? Some guys like yourself, they stick with Ford. I like the Chrysler trannies behind it only because it gets me no the starter on the correct side, no adapter plate, no adap- or no uh, custom adapter plate. Right, I like that I have a downpipe that doesn't have a starter next to it, so it gives you all the room in the world. Oh yeah, yeah, which is nice. Not too many people talk about that, but it's a tr- that's a fact right there that I, that I discovered, and that's why I went my way and and i think that a lot of people can also get kind of blinded in the um reputations of things like all e4ods blow up or all 47 r whatever's grenade dodge transmissions or shit every transmission every engine has grenaded and can grenade it's all about how you build them so you can take a Ford E4OD and build it to handle whatever you want. You know, right. they can be solid. You can do the same thing with a Dodge transmission um, and make it just as solid as it needs to be. So some people, like just, I try not to stay, I try not to get biased in that sense because like your truck has a 48RE. Yeah, 47RE. 47RE. Yeah, yep. And if you build it right, obviously, yeah. there's no yep. issues with it. And, you know, we... I'm not a tranny builder, so we source out a gentleman that we work with has a uh, a shop in uh, our neck of the neighborhood, Lucas Performance, and he's a big Dodge guy. And so when it came time for a transmission, I'm like, hey, it's a 47RE. You know what's funny is you look at a 47RE Chrysler tranny, and then you look at an E4OD. Dude, it, the, the Chrysler's tiny compared to an E4OD. I'm oh, like, yeah. dude, this can't... But, Matt builds gnarly trannies for the. It's like you've got to find the right people, the right sources. Oh yeah. And so that's the problem with the, with the coming stuff is when the swaps is that you have to do your research. You can't just like, hey, I ordered the kit off of eBay and this weekend my buddies and I are gonna slam it in. Right. I mean, I'm sure you could do that, but like, really, it's like if you but want those it done are right, the low value ones. Exactly. That's exactly it. So, and then it matters if you're gonna do p pump or if you're gonna do fly by wire 24 stuff or you do common rail stuff or, i mean that matters too and even a ve pump right those ve pumps are the most efficient really like, you oh. found you found those the best or the most efficient but not like everyone speaks p pump and they love them well yeah p pump makes will flow so much more sure. fuel than a ve but like jacks uh extended cab short box obs with yeah. the cummins in it that's a ve pump and he consistently would beat me on mileage by two or three miles a gallon. Wow. Even towing. Really? He wouldn't keep up on the <laughs> steep grades. <laughs> on the power-wise? <laughs> yeah, I'd blow him up. But, uh, I mean, I shouldn't say I would just blow his doors off. I, he wasn't that far behind. Right. But he, uh, he got significantly better hmm. mileage. The Interesting. rotary pumps do really well. 
Well, and that being said, so then we're going to switch over. So basically the cons, just the job of installing it. That's basically the cons that we're seeing. Oh, oh yeah. And, and the hate you might get from like having a Cummins and a Ford. Yeah, but, but all the people that, that hate that, like the those people in Texas, like... <laughs> They, we don't hate on their stuff. I mean, they can do whatever they want. That's fine. You know what's yeah. funny? Uh, that's just uh, part of it. It's just we give zero shits for uh, the opinions of like, hey, yeah, like that's that's yeah. a thing, right? People like get all angsty about about the purists that get all twisted up for doing a swap or you know whatever. And um, the, I don't know. It's so funny to me that people like, I can't believe you're ruining that truck. It's like, well, are you gonna buy this truck? Are you going to buy the one down the road and all of them and hoard them all and make sure no one messes them right. up or you care so much about them that they need to be purists? Like, so yeah, it's, it's, that's just a goofy way of thinking in our eyes, right? I totally. Mean, we just, we just dig cool stuff and I don't, you know, this, sometimes we like the Cummins stuff and I like the 7.3 stuff. We, you know, super, super duty axles, stock Dana 60 axles, um, like, like a Kenny's truck, dude. Kenny's truck is... It's pretty Killer. rad. Like it's, I love the Super Duty axles, and people like some people hate them, some people don't, you know. And um, I've always been on the fence because I'm not a unibearing kind of guy. And uh, but yeah, there's pros and cons. There is now you can get free spin kits, you know, to to switch it back, you know. Uh, but that's just one, for instance. So I would say so. Let's let's switch over then the seven three stuff. You know, like the well, con- the pros on that. Um, I wanted to hit on something on the. Uh, conversion stuff because we talked about kits right and i guess i'm i'm being selfish here because i've had a lot of people ask me that's right okay if i would make like a kit okay and you know or they ask like well do you have intercooler piping kits or do you have uh radiator hoses and i obviously don't right now i can make them but they're all custom and the reason that i am not producing that is because unless if if you're if there's too many variables you could be running somebody else's mounts some radiate you know right. who knows what radiator who knows what intercooler mounts you're using there so in order to do it where everything lines up right then i would have to be able to provide all of the the radiator the intercooler the mounts the whole 9 yards and they would have to buy the entire kit from me so that that could be a functional thing. And sure. there's just so much that goes into that. And if I were to do that, I would probably just incorporate your intercooler mounts, you know, and then make piping. But it would just, doing gas one, right. converting gas, converting diesels, like there would have to be a, um, a set parameters. And it's there's so many variables, it's hard to make a complete kit. Well, for those of you out there that don't know about John and what he does is he builds some pretty badass stuff when it comes to making that swap. And the most impressive one, the mounts are, the engine, engine mounts are badass, right? That's just epic. Yeah. But the, I'm still blown away about the idea that you took and you made it an adapt, a, a bracket that allows you to keep your 7.3 or gas uh, AC compressor it mounts right to an existing Cummins rig, which is badass because you don't have to modify the lines. Nothing. You don't so, have to modify the wiring. Right. So uh, for people out there who may not know this, or maybe you do know it, great. 
the Cummins AC compressor, at least on like the 24 valve stuff, common rail stuff, the compressor's down low on the passenger side. So therefore you cannot make, uh, you, your AC lines are not gonna work on a fa factory truck. You're gonna have to modify those lines. That's an, uh, some people that's an ordeal. You have to get oh, a different manifold. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to have someone uh, build you some lines, which it's not the end of the world. But nope. it's just another step. It's another process, another thing you have to look at. And what compressor do you run? You know, you got to make sure your manifold's, you, you know, going to bolt up. So, and then you go to get it charged, and a standard automotive shop's like, well, this is custom, so we can't warranty that work. Right, and that's another thing. Like, so we have two sides to our business, right? We have the custom side, then we have the standard side. Our standard side would be like, okay, what do we charge us at? If you're smart with, uh, if you know anything about Freon, you're just probably gonna, it's a little bit smaller system. You're gonna shoot it undercharged and then add from there and just do it. But a lot of shops aren't gonna do that. A lot of shops are gonna go, oh, nope, that's not the right, I don't know the right poundage for this vehicle. I could overcharge it and then cause a pressure problem. Right. So, and then the other thing is, how do you put your condenser together if your lines are different? That's another thing people don't realize. So your AC mount is, a game changer in the swap. It keeps the compressor where it's at. You can run a 7.3 or you can run a what, 460 condenser. You And you can run a, like the 460 and 351 right. um, AC compressor is the same as a power stroke. It just has a six rib pulley and seven eight. So you go on rock auto and get a six a, a clutch kit right. for a 97 power stroke and it comes with the pulley there you go. You unbolt your old one, stick the new one on your gas compressor, and boom, it's a 7.3 compressor. Pretty badass. So that, that's an awesome product to make that swap. Right. And that's why we're talking about this, because John, um, I mean, I, I did it, we did our swap, but John's done way more in certain in customer rigs than we have. We just did it for our own rig, um, you know, and then th what we experienced. We did a little bit different in some ways. Um, Especially being a 24 valve, we had to build our own wiring harness. Your wiring harness is impressive. Dude, it's smoke and mirrors, but it was, we just got dumb Irish luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, we spent time, pulled a heart, you know, pulled all the wiring diagrams for both vehicles and then made one. It wasn't, it was tough. It was, it, it definitely didn't happen overnight. But that being said, we're going to switch over to 7.3 stuff, the pros and cons. I mean, you have a 7.3 truck downstairs. Yep. You bought one. I did. And you like, I remember you called me and you said, dude, this actually, goes pretty good it goes okay okay and it was stock all stock bone stock with tons of miles uh i bought it with 254 i've got 261 on it now okay and uh yeah going from a compound turboed cummins with a zf6 <laughs> to a bone stock 7.3 with a worn out zf5 it it's apples and oranges right did you call the buyer of the guy that bought your truck and go hey can can i get that back from you <laughs> no no you know that it was just time it was time to move on um but the 7.3 runs good okay i i'm having fun with it i i don't have anything against them um i recently went down to sacramento and picked up a crew cab short bed 97 pretty jealous on that bud i gotta Thank tell you, you. pretty jealous yeah, I, I'm stoked on it. It's just sitting. Lisa, we need an air truck. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but I, I towed down a, this massive, well, not massive, but tandem axle tilt deck okay. with a full steel deck. Like My buddy went with me and he looked at the trailer. He's like, dude, 
why does this thing have a steel deck? It's so heavy. Well, we went across scales with the crew cab short bed on and weighed 18.2, which seems excessive to me for just right. one truck on a trailer. But um, coming back up over the Siskiyou's, all I had was like the cheap uh, Napa filter intake and uh, three inch downpipe and exhaust and a hydro chip. Okay. Stock fuel system, no intercooler. I was getting passed by semi trucks. And I'm like fourth gear, floored, losing speed, shifting to third, just foot on the floor. I didn't have to worry about EGTs because the tune was so conservative. Like there was one time I saw over 1,200, but like it was 1,220. That's, I'm like, eh, that's fine. It's yeah. fine. Keep so it was a little underwhelming in that sense. But since then, I've done the, the fuel system. Okay. Uh, uh, driven diesel e-fuel with regulated return intercooler with the right. OBS solutions brackets yep. and the uh, piping from yeah obsession diesels yep obsession diesel piping that we sell dan's uh dan's kit um it's not a t4 but it's definitely the piping kit to get you some to get you that which is killer right. because you don't have to find like that e99 right. spider right which like, is a yep it's, everything's there and it works it works great um and I recently towed a trailer up uh, over the past Portland like a couple days ago, and it made a significant difference. Okay. And it runs good. Um, yeah, I'm not disappointed. It's pretty much what I expect. But the caveat to that is like if I was towing with a stock 12-valve Cummins right. too, I mean, we'd be comparing very similar things, and it would probably have no balls either. So the big one would be is like, what does it look like putting power to that 7.3 and actually making it actually get up to like the 300 horsepower range, you know, because um, everyone, I mean, like there's so many experts on 7.3s. Oh my gosh, dude, geez, OPs, everyone can tell you this or that, this injector, this turbo, this and that. But when it comes down to it, you can kind of add to the, that engine, right? Like like anything, you oh, can just sure. kind of start off slow and then kind of build off of there. But the pros, you're not doing any swap stuff. No. You're not spending money on trying to figure it out, trying to make this part work with this. And uh, you don't have to have a book of uh, different part numbers. Yes. You just go and say, I've got a 97 yep. power stroke. Yeah. So that's nice. It is nice. I, I would say that if shit happens and you're uh, on the side of the road, you know what you have. You don't have to like, oh, yeah, well, this is a one-off thing that I had built for this swap, right? <laughs> right. Or I got to call John and say, hey, I, I need this or this. Or, you know, um, I, I think that's a big one. And until you use a, your OBS for pulling and like myself, I have two kids, two corgis. I got all the shit. I got a toy hunter behind us with all this stuff, BMX bikes, moto bikes, and you're pulling the pass. The last thing you want, like everyone's like, dude, why are you all worried about breaking down? I'm like, well, it's not so much like me on the side of the road. It's the whole circus that I bring with me, dude. The clowns, the, the jugglers. I mean, I got everything, right. right? Kitchen sink, we bring it. And it's off-road camping, so we don't even like do campground shit, dude. We're like pulse on into these areas people would like blown away where we go and i've followed you into the woods in your white truck and it's it's uh painstakingly <laughs> slow yeah right like i take <laughs> exactly right i'm not like mobbing it no yeah which is funny we put that we built that we put that truck together and it's like this is what you're doing with it yeah and that's why we're making a you know doing more trucks because we don't want that one's getting shelved but that being said breaking down on the side of the road 
sucks, but it sucks more when you have a family or you're really, or you have to get to a destination. What is going to be the easiest way? What would you rather have? Like a one-off Fummins rig that's that's been converted, has these parts here, this or that, or something's like, hey, it's a '97. It's got yeah, it's got an intercooler kit, or it's got a T4 kit, or it's got injectors or whatever. But you know what you have when it comes time to find those parts or get it fixed. Right, and that's a that's a tough one. Um, on that note, that's why all the parts that I make for Cummins conversions, I try to make them all serviceable with off the shelf parts house parts like motor mount bushings. Right. Uh, the idler pulley on our AC mount is off of a 97 power stroke. Uh, the belt is a standard belt at the parts house, but um, if you don't do that stuff or you don't carry extras of right. things that are, um, you know, custom or specific, then yeah, you do run that risk. But you also run the risk of your 7.3 losing a cam position sensor or crank position <laughs> sensor <laughs> and uh, yeah. having a no start issue. I love that 7.3 guys, like, you know, you know, when I, when we bought a 7.3 or we have to deal with them, it's always like a Ford OE cam sensor. And I'm like, dude, that is absolutely ridiculous. That you, like, that's a thing, right? Oh yeah, there's one in my glove thing. box. Yeah, that's, a, that's ridiculous. I'll tell you what really sucks on 7.3s though is you best keep those PCMs, people. PCMs, especially if it's a California emissions PCM, you better hold on to them. Why? Wow. Well, so California PCM 7.3 trucks are pinned totally different. And they, they do that because the glow plug circuit is monitored. You cannot, if you have a California uh, uh, 7.3 truck and that PCM fails, you can only replace it with a California PCM. You cannot do a federal. You can't switch it unless you want to do what we did. And we actually repinned the PCM connector, which is a chore. Oh, I'm sure. Dude, you have to you know, pull out wiring diagrams for both vehicles, figure out, and what it is, it's like three pins that are different, but they rearranged the the pins all differently for a California. And so what we're finding is like, if PCMs California in general- stucks, sucks. That's yeah, basically, what that's what we're hearing. Yeah, okay. sh shocker, right? <laughs> um, but that's what we're finding out is PCMs for these trucks are a big one, even Federals, but Californias are, are even gnarlier. So out, listeners out there that are running 7.3 stuff, hoard your PCMs. I mean, you can get remands, you can get federal remands, but they aren't that available and they sure as hell aren't cheap. I think we have a two-tone in the shop right now. We're waiting for a PCM. It's like $1,000 for a high-quality remand. Jeez. And what is it that normally fails on them? You know, we don't see a lot of failures. That's one good thing about them. That's probably why you don't see so many of them because it's rare. But what we're seeing is like we have an overdrive circuit that keeps on not being consistent. Well, that goes to the PCM. You know, and the other one was uh, California ECMs. The tuning is totally different. You have to tune them different. Don't they have split shot injectors? Yep, you have a different injector circuit. But what we've had problems with is we use a tuner out of Washington. Amazing guy. Uh, AA Designs Tuner. Andrew does an amazing job for us. I found him through Dan. Um, he builds the tunes you want. Clean burning. Um, works Amazing, but he, you know, we went round around, figure out what's going on, figured out California emissions ECM. Oh, made a, it made a big difference. So you got rid of that and went to a, a federal. Yep, we just pulled a VIN off of a rig that had come in the shop, uh, same year '97. You know, our, our, we have we track everything in the shop with, on our computer systems, and we just picked a '97 truck and got a VIN off of that. This gives us what we need, and then from there we just uh, sourced that ECM, and then. 
Then had to pull the harness back apart, even though we took the harness out apart already and cleaned oh, it and went through all everything. And then we uh, pulled the pins out of it and then repinned it for a federal. Which you know, if people don't realize that you, uh, when you pull a wiring diagram on any type of vehicle, um, it's a lot of paperwork, and you you better you know know what you're looking at. So, yeah. but I mean, it's not rocket science. We're not curing cancer here, so it's like just take your time, do it. But yeah, I found out. Uh, what the cost of a remand California PCM is, and it's outrageous. There was one for sale for four grand. Four grand. Four grand, dude. It was. That's uh, how much I paid for my first OBS. Right, right. I mean, so this was a used one too. It wasn't even a remand. Wow. So, um, but the the pros, though, I would say back to the, what we're talking about, the seven three stuff is, is just readily available. I mean, like ninety percent of it's right there. You can order it. It's everywhere. You know, it's. And seven threes run forever. They just yeah, like they come do. and stuff. They run forever. They run good. They yeah, like that thing, two hundred sixty-one thousand miles. It keeps going. The the cons, the cons would be building power. Yeah. Right, like affordably or like, I wouldn't say maybe affordably, but like efficiently what's the best way to do it there's so many people that say you know throw a wicked wheel at it or this this turbo or this um what we've i mean you just start you know getting into the year 73 and what it does just with a simple intercooler and a hydro right it made a made a pretty big difference it made a big difference but um i'm only making 11 pounds boost right and i'm running out of fuel um you know it's not putting enough fuel in to even get my AGTs hot going uphill. Okay. Um, I think what it really needs is a set of injectors and right. a new turbo, which wouldn't be that bad, but it's the, the turbos, then you got to get a pedestal, then you got to get a EB, you know, exhaust back pressure, right. valve, delete, um, up pipes. Uh, <laughs> where, is this, where is you? Where do you stop at? Where yeah, you, right? and it's we're on a twelve valve or on a Cummins, right? HX thirty five. You can pretty much do three hundred and seventy five horsepower on a stock turbo. Pretty so impressive. There, it, it it gets expensive with seven three. Yeah, it does. Uh, what we found out because we've gone down this rabbit hole with the with the flatbed truck, the cowboy truck. Uh, would be, uh, we don't left, I don't know, we're a little bit different. We don't leave us any stone unturned, so to speak. So right. we've kind of gone overboard, if anything. Some people have called it kind of ridiculous for what, what we're using it for, but we've kind of wanted to see the worst case scenario. Um, obviously, we. And we, potentially the best case scenario. Yeah, well, I think the goal was uh, with that truck was can you make an older truck ride smooth and the same, uh, close to the same power as a new truck? Uh, with just a badass looking body style, you know right. that was that was our goal, and be comfortable inside. You know, hence why we're doing super duty seat bracket system for that truck. Um, but what we found out is uh, a T4 is crucial for EGTs for power, um, and then it was like, okay, what injectors, what what turbo, and so it's a whole nother ball of wax that you have to go into depending on what you're wanting. So um, cons is just be put them together to make good power and for the dollar amount you know you have a high pressure oil pump you there's so much stuff that is a little bit more right yeah and what about the initial buy-in more money for a power stroke vehicle yeah generally speaking i mean that's 
that's why I did the Cummins. Right. What initially, that's how I got into it was, it was merely a dollar for dollar. Right. I couldn't afford a diesel truck, but I could afford a gas one and I could afford to put a Cummins in it because I knew how. Right. So like personally, I, I, people ask me if I'm going to swap that 7.3 out for a Cummins. I'm like, why would I spend money on that? Like, right, so let's make the 7.3 a little, little better. Yeah, just keep that 7.3 running good yeah. and make it a little more powerful. Like, it's already, you know, it's not a 460 getting eight miles a gallon. <laughs> it yeah. tows better than a 460. Like, right. I, I'm not one of those, like, it has to have a Cummins in it. Right. I just like towing with a, a decently powerful diesel over a gas-guzzling, underpowered gas motor. Now that being said, for everyone, like that's the main thing why we started this podcast. Is one thing is to, you know let people know we don't care. Like we're not a purist. No. It doesn't have to be a Cummins. Doesn't have to be a seven three. You know we're we're really a lot of. It doesn't have to have factory mirrors. It could have whatever. We just feel like hey, we like this style is what we're gonna do, and um, it doesn't have to have a Ford badge on it. It doesn't have to have a on the sense of the engine or, you know the. The powertrain doesn't have to have an E4OD or doesn't have to have a ZF5. We kind of just like to mix, mix and match. It's never a standard, this has to be all Ford or it has to be this. So um, that's kind of another reason why we started a podcast, I guess we should yeah, talk is about. But yeah. The options out there are crazy. <laughs> we like to party. Yeah, I like to party. <laughs> I, uh, on, the, on the conversion side of things, I mean, I could go on this for a while, but uh, I would love a six liter ls swapped bronco oh I dude i think that sounds like a blast or <sighs> yeah a long I, travel i've talked about the uh the, the duramax swap oh gosh you're gonna get people fired up now well, i love it you know I love what? It. you get as fired up as you want it's not a chevy motor <laughs> it's an isuzu um they just make pretty badass diesels yeah oh man right? i honestly a duramax is probably my favorite to drive uh, really with the allison they just run so good and like for instance yesterday my, my buddy matt was over here he's got an 05 lbz uh crew cab long bed it's his like he's a contractor it's okay. his work truck and it has three hundred and ten thousand miles on it wow and it's tuned and deleted and whatnot and he's like it's got a little bit of a knock so we take it out and he turns up his, you know, his switch position and it's like, look, still got plenty of power and like it rips. So we did an injector balance test on it and, yeah. you know, they're, they're getting out of spec. He's like, yeah, they haven't been changed since 80,000 miles since it was, you know, only had 80,000. <laughs> and he drives it every day. It gets used every, every day. day. And it tows tool trailers constantly. And it just runs stock tranny, stock motor, and it runs great. You know, that's the that's the big thing is what works and what doesn't work and exactly you know, what is price, you know, smiles per miles, right? Like I I don't know. It's just a, a world of uh people that have opinions that have to voice them or there's just people that just say, Hey, I just like this and this is the way I wanna roll and we don't you know, you don't care. Yeah, it's fine too. Yeah. And the one I really want is a six seven with a ten speed. That 10 that's speed it, huh? Auto. That's it. I think that's coming. Yeah. I think uh I don't know how to figure out the transmission controller on that. I'm sure uh, it's not. Remember, I, I love the saying, like, uh, if man can build it, man can rebuild it. Exactly. Right? Like, that's, there's no real, it's not like 
There's know? no rules. Exactly. It's, it's totally doable. It's just the right funds in the right places or the right, or the right uh, research. Exactly. You know? And, but those six sevens, they run really nice. They're pretty rad. They're pretty rad. There's just a lot of things on them. It's like a lot of moving parts. I, I kind of like, you know, I'm not a purist, obviously, like we said, but I kind of like the seven three for the fact that it is a V8, and there's there are more moving parts than a than a Cummins, but it still is kind of like um, I've heard people say uh, it's a dinosaur motor. Yeah. And it's... those guys, like, there's like. Our cowboy truck, we think we'll be in that 400, 450 range, reliable, you know, is what we're shooting for with a bottom end that'll take 800 all day. But, you know, we kind of like that's, I kind of like it seeing that you can take an old engine and make just the amount of power and with less moving, less BS, less computers, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, no, and that's, uh, that's super sweet. In a world full of heated seats and heated steering wheels, we're still rocking just old school technology and pulling our stuff over the hill and passing new stuff with a trailer behind. Right. Which is pretty rad regardless if it's a 7.3 or if it's a, if it's a Cummins truck. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? Because the new ones come with, from the factory, like crazy amounts of power. Yeah, I think a Ford is what, 340 or 410, I think, horsepower. I can't remember the torque's like an ungodly. It's just like gnarly. 700 right. something. Right, and you know, you just put a lift kit on it, some wheels and tires, and you're good to go. You just have that, that gnarly payment, you know. Yeah. That, it's, just, it's just, or gnarly down, and you know. And that's also a good point in that, like, you know, we, I can complain about the price of injectors in a turbo for a 7.3. Right. But maybe that's like four or five truck payments, <laughs> you know, over the life, you know, however long that $80,000 loan would be. Check this out. Will that new truck, will it appreciate or depreciate? It's going to depreciate. That's right. At some point, it will come back, but it's going to take a long time. It will yeah. go down. Super duties, I don't know if they'll come back. You know what's funny is I'm sure they said that about everything. You know what's right. funny? I was, I, we were talking, uh, the kid that... Uh, kid that works for me oscar he was like saying a bronco 2 for a wheeler rig right trying to find oh they're great dude check this out look at bronco 2 prices here in the valley they're going up like no nuts. yeah bronco 2s are going through the roof that's one rig i would think a bronco 2 are you serious there's another so way ugly there's <laughs> but <laughs> bubble glass in the back yeah. you know you know it's like put it put it on some tons like link it out it'd be such a cool wheeler but i went to look for one just for just just in giggles like I'm going to scare Lisa. Hey, Lisa, let's build a Bronco 2. I'm going to put together a Bronco 2 wheeler. She'd fucking just like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah right? Like, no. But uh, I went look for it. There's, the price is going up on them. That's... So it's funny because he's like, oh, like Super Duties. Yeah, I don't know if they're... Dude, it'll happen. Long enough time, it will happen. I yeah. guarantee it. I guarantee it. Which would be crazy. Right? Yeah, it's crazy how valuable these trucks are. And <laughs> It just shows that at some point... And I think... Uh, we talked about a little bit on the podcast. Our first podcast was the value of these trucks. Check this out. Like, what kind of uh, vehicle can you like? Like, I had said like the classic Bronco, but a classic Bronco, you're not going to pull with it. Or you're not going to take like a ton of people, a ton of weight with you where you're going, and have that. Hey, I got a classic OBS. You know, the Broncos kick ass. But when I let my my wife drive her, you know, her classic Bronco every day, the kids at school, hell no. Like it's all painted up and everything. No way, dude. It's like some Get school bus. Yeah, like no way. But like, hey, I got this classic OBS. I can put a boat behind it. My travel trailer. Yeah. I can go camping with it. I can like get dirt bikes in the back of it. I'm going to go hit the moto scene this weekend. I'm going to pull up in a, in a truck that no one really has or this clean. 
That, I mean, that's pretty cool. That is way cool. Maybe that's what like is driving that market is that, and you don't have that $70,000 truck that you just bought for that. Right. And, and having something that continues to go up in value is, is pretty nice. Yeah. It's pretty rad. So, uh, anything else on this topic there? I think we've kind of killed all of that part of it, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I, well, I mean, there's always something, but <laughs> yeah, we could, uh, I, I, I mean, we could talk about putting, uh, like the six O uh, Chevy, uh, LS stuff and Broncos and stuff and that we could go all day on that. We'd love that stuff. Yeah. I, I, I would rather do it than talk about it. Should we, like, I think Lisa's little blue truck on welds get a six O LS. Oh yes. That'd be so badass with a four L 80. Yeah. Just built. <laughs> And turboed. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. She couldn't even drive it. It'd yeah, be, be all over the road. So fun. Oh, it's so good. She would never let me touch it though. There's no way. Not in her head. No. That it, I, for anybody that's listening that hasn't seen this truck, it's like a single cab short box. Yeah, ninety five. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. I, actually, I was gonna beautiful. sell it. I had that truck sold. I was gonna sell it, and uh, I put welds on it. Kenny and I found some vintage welds. Super singles? Oh, yeah, my favorite, dude. 15 by 10s, old school. It's like on, yeah. you know, it's like a little four inch lift, 33s. It's pretty bad. Low miles, like 125K on it, five speed, 302. It's a sweet truck. It's a badass truck. Thank you. It's rad. We had to clean it up, but it's it's pretty straight. And I was like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell this truck. I, I want to, I need to find a Bronco. We got to find a, like, I want an OJ Bronco bad. Yeah, Oxford White. Yeah, I want an OJ Bronco. I think uh, I'm pretty jealous of Chris Rutledge's. So I, I, uh, I'm like, dude, I, I think I'll sell this thing. And dude, she found out about it and just <laughs> wouldn't let it go. Hey, that's a good sign, though. It is, yeah. I, I'm like, I, I think I have this truck sold. She's like, no, that's my truck. I'm going to keep that truck. So uh, we've got plans for it. We're going to do something gnarly with it. we got actually got axles for it. Right? Yeah, so we got some some solid axles for it. We're going to do some pretty cool stuff. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, we had started this topic out on the topic of uh, – of being a purist, swaps, that kind of stuff. And not being a purist. Not being a purist, yes. And, uh, you know, I'm a guy that puts GM mirrors. I'm that guy, right? I put a GM mirror only because we couldn't see around our toy hauler. You know, that was the main focal point. Right. And they're good-looking mirrors. You know, I dig them. And what's funny is people are like, I can't believe you're putting GM mirrors on a Ford. Well, they don't, they're not stamped GM anywhere on that mirror, bud. No, and all the cars today are all, you know, they're just... They're all, uh, they're not company cars. They're all right. just, you buy it and put a brand on it. Dude, I see now that you can get GM mirrors for Super Duties. You can get the GM, I should say GM style. I'm going to make fun of myself here, but GM style for Tacomas? Really? For Tundras? Yeah. They sell, they're like using that as a platform because that, that mirror is so universal because it, it gives good visibility for towing. That's what they're a, doing it for. The design aesthetics of it it's pretty are good, really yeah. good. Yeah, I, I dig it. Yeah, you know. It, um, but so I think, uh, you know, the one thing is that I don't care if it says Ford. I, I just, I dig the body style of the truck. Everything else can be modified, and, you know. Totally. Right? Like what else is there? I just think the body style is so rad that I just want to modify it to my liking. And that's what we dig about people in these trucks. Our followers, some of them are purists, great. Some of them are, we don't care. We dig both both people. If you want to keep it all OE, fine. The truck's road terrible with stock suspension. <laughs> I mean, like, fine. Dude. You won't have any power and you'll have a broken back. Yeah, I mean, geez, the, the power or the, uh, the suspension on a, a stock truck is just, it's, it's rough. 
It's rough. Is that what we should cover on our next podcast? Ooh, we've done multiple types of suspensions. You're, yeah. You got something released in here, like, months, hopefully. Uh, Month? Weeks? It, it'll be released for sale in weeks. Sweet. Um, for pre-sale, because currently suppliers and manufacturers are, like, King just told us 26 weeks, <sighs> and it, that's up from 15, which I already thought was absurd. Right. Um, and I don't blame them. Right. It's just the current state of affairs that supply chains are struggling. So mm, the COVID thing, I guess, maybe, huh? Uh, probably. Yeah. Or, or people just buying more and they can't keep up with demand. That's what I don't know. I don't know the answer to it, but um, we have everything else except the shocks. So we're f basically finalizing like the marketing, you know, getting all the pictures taken sure. and getting the web page layout done um, and then we'll release them for pre-sale which we're going to do kind of a, a little bonus deal for the people that have been asking us about it for, right on for years now <laughs> um, well you kind of have one on your two-tone truck yes. your first truck you had that if people uh don't you know aren't seeing that on instagram going it's probably some pictures on your older or older picture on your instagram right of yep. the suspension system well and we changed it so that was kind of our first like proof of concept, um, but it would have been really complicated sure. to install and required too many modifications. So we we redesigned it, very similar concept, but uh, everything on the frame bolts on now, and you still have to weld the axle, but um, it's it's great and there are there's a, there's some videos out there there's some fun stuff so can we tell people what you what you have coming down the pipeline or is it still kind of hush hush or is it oh no no it's not hush hush um yeah it's it's a coilover front suspension kit for you know f250 f350s with the factory obs ford dana 60. nice um and this way you don't have to change your wheels. Right. Uh, you get to keep a nice roller bearing Dana 60. Like those axles are super stout. I don't know if people have noticed, but um, Super Duty axles 05 to uh, newer, which is what people want for those swaps because oh, it yeah. gives you coilovers or it gives you boingy springs. It gives you boingy springs. I call them boingy springs. I like that. Yeah. Um, what people are noticing, those axles are going up in price. You used to be able to buy those axles for like nine hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, dude, five hundred, nine hundred bucks for a set of axles like O fives with three fifty fives or four tens. They're going through the roof. We can't. It's having. We're having a hard time keep uh, finding them and keeping them because a lot of crawler guys are using them. Yep. I know. I think Timkin or Moog came out with a better unibearing that guys are liking better. So crawler guys, wheeler guys are actually they like the option just pulling the hub off, putting a new one on. So, and then you said there's a bunch of van companies, conversion van companies, gobbling them up too. Yeah, the four-wheel drive van stuff, they love the Super Duty axles just because the geometry may not come out perfect, but sure. you can uh, blast all the rivets out of the the front section of frame you get. Okay. And drill holes in a frame, van, wow, <laughs> van frame. Okay. And bolt the brackets on, and then boom, you know, you've got... I, there's there's a lot more to it than that. Right, but you're getting closer. But you're getting close, Yeah, and it's pretty easy to do on a van. So check it out, people. That's why we call it truckery, because we just talked about Econoline vans, four-wheel drive stuff. So Which there were OBS Econolines. What well, kind of, you know. There was a 97 Econoline. I love those things. I do, too. Moto van. Badass moto van extended. But yeah, I mean, so Super Duty axles are getting hard to find. And then so... 
geez, now you're stuck with Dana 60 stuff, which those are starting to get hard to find. We, yeah. try, we try to keep at least two in stock at the shop, uh, Dana 60s, for early and later years just because of the people are wanting them for swaps. Totally. They're gnarly for getting ready to TTB. I bought a whole truck for one. See, people? He bu- I bought a whole truck for interior for door panels. John bought one for, for axles. Well, <laughs> partly because the truck costs what the axle would have cost. So that's the, pro- that's the thing. So you came out with a kit that already lets you do coilovers to an already stocked Dana 60 if your truck's a, three, or if a one ton and, or someone's already swapped it. So it lets you get that nice coilover kit, suspension, and that ride. So And it's going to be f- that the ride and handling quality is far superior to a stock suspension setup even if it is a coil sprung right you know 05 plus it's it's still a stock suspension and you still have you still are using the good bearings the good hubs i, I love the, the stock dana 60 hubs because they're they, i love being able to service a bearing oh yeah rather than rather than having a unibearing which you just throw it away and it kind of just fails yeah, it doesn't. I mean, if you're rolling big rubber, you might not hear that bearing making a growling sound. I mean, really, you're not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just goes. Uh, you'll maybe hear some play, but the only thing holding it on is that rotor that you have. Where? Yeah. Re- realistically, it's um, true. There's pros and cons. I do like that the 05 axles are wide. Like Kenny's truck is like a big monster truck, wide. Right. It's really wide. Um, but dude, uh, for reliability, I love this the the, the Dana 60 out of a. OBS just because it's Same. stout they're it's, strong yep so you have that and we've we could talk about suspension because we know about uh super duty springs if leaf spring setups we've dealt with multiple i i have especially especially front and rears uh we've done we dealt with 05 axle swaps several of them uh, especially kenny and i geez opizo um so we can talk about that next year next time on pros and cons of that what we're seeing what other people may be seeing what we've heard from the industry what's working what's not working um but yeah we can talk about that uh, and rear suspension well that's what i mean yeah what about the rear stuff i know our boy uh, you know, this guy's killing it with the rear stuff yep. you know so that makes a big difference if you guys know the cowboy truck it's kind of interesting it's all that um but we do like crossover steering also but yet john builds a badass kit for steering on those trucks that is gnarly yeah and it doesn't eliminate the need for crossover right when you get you know really big on your lift but, well see uh, crossover though sucks because you can't do true crossover if it's like four inches or below no it's there's not enough room so you if you're doing big rubber big lifts then fine but if you want a truck that's easy to use looks yeah. good and everything you can't do there's not enough room not enough real estate almost to do that yep so that's what sucks about that and what's awesome about your steering kit is it, it helps that gets it where it needs to be without big lift which is dude some days I don't want to climb up, climb up into a big tall truck. So. I'm with you there. But then some, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so last thing we were kind of want to talk talk about. So what's in August, John? What oh, is in August? August, yes. Uh, so we the last episode and this one we mentioned a truck show. Right. Uh, Devin started. You started the. Uh, Eric and I started. Yeah, we started a, a, the No BS OBS Truck Show. Yep, in yep. Uh, Albany, Oregon. Yep, and it is a big town. Strictly OBS Fords, uh, everything from I always forget eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Oh, you don't include the bullnose. No, I mean like bullnoses technically are an OBS. I mean, some people say yo, yes or no. I'd include them. 
Okay. Yeah, I'd include both of those. So like 80 to 97? Yeah, I'll say that, yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait, let me, talk, let me call Kenny here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a great time. And Broncos, F-Series, uh, you know, half tons, three quarter tons, one tons. Didn't mean to interrupt you there, John. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think you get everything from like the work in progress stuff to... Um, like your princess truck. Right, and, right. And it's uh it's just a fun time. It's a good community of people, the the swap, um the So we're doing, trying to say. No, uh so last year was the first time we said, "Hey, if you want to bring us if you have parts you want to bring to like a swap meet type of thing." Yeah. Cuz how many times you're like, "Dude, I just need this like I keep on going back to door panels, but I just like I love hoarding door panels." Yep. Like and so it's like, "Hey, people that want to are they looking for like a dash pad or whatever for their OBS truck that they don't make anymore? We said, hey, last year, bring your parts that you want to sell on the back of your truck, right? Like bring the swap parts that you want. Uh, this year we're kind of upping it. We're gonna make a, an actual swap area for people to actually bring their swap parts, and that way it's in one area. Our guy Kerry Dick's gonna oversee it. He is the main mofo when it comes to swapping or like wheeling dealing on used OBS parts. Yeah. So he he's gonna be in charge of that. Sweet. Um, we, we're gonna do that. We're also doing. You're gonna do the dinner uh, Friday night at the shop. Yeah, we're gonna do the the Friday night dinner again. Uh, what, what are we doing? Are we? I think you figured out cooking wise, or just gonna cater it, or uh, hot dogs, corn dogs? No, we're not. <laughs> we're not going that. It, I. It was fun barbecuing last time. Right. Uh, Jack's still gonna come with me, right, even just, if he you know betrays us and sells his truck. Um, I love to buy that truck. Uh, you should. I know I should. But yeah, so we'll we'll do that, and it's kind of like a. It's a little more uh, interpersonal, I guess. Right. We, we did the Friday more. night thing because of uh, we wanted people to be able to be more, uh, be able to approach the vendors, Chris and Paul, you know, yourself, some other, like our, uh, we'll have our vendors from, I guess, uh, Fuel Wheels is going to be there. Oh, cool. Falcon Tires are going to uh, have a, have a tires there on hand. So we kind of want to be able, so customers can just, it's more of a bullshit session with vendors right. and stuff like that, just hang out. So, and then obviously uh, Saturday is going to be the show and we don't do a show and shine or any of that. You know, there's no trophies. We just like to chill out. We call it a show. Why do we call it a show? I don't know. We use the word show in it, but and it's did, the easiest reference. Right, like easiest a car reference. Show. Yep, it's just a main. I, you know, like I said in a video we just did. It doesn't matter if it's a if it's a show truck, if it's a farm truck, if it's a truck in progress that's being put together. Um, it can be, like I said, any makes and models of an OBS era Ford is what we're after. Broncos as well, of course. Um, it's just a gathering of like-minded people is all we care about. So exactly, if you're a dick, don't come. It's right, unless you're Kerry Dick. He can. Yeah, he, yeah. He has to show Kerry, up. Yeah. Kerry Dick. Dick should, he probably should show up. But that yeah, unless you're, idea. if you're a dick, don't show up. But uh, yeah, yeah it, it's if you're gonna hate everybody. Yeah, they don't come. Up. But we we dig the people that just like, hey, if it's a bro truck, great. If it's yeah. like, if it's like lifted, lowered, bag, but um, it's got rubber band tires. That's cool too. Yeah, we won't, Tanner I, Gromley won't make, we won't make fun of you. I mean, we might just a little, just because we like him. Uh, maybe. So the the one <laughs> thing though, um, we're gonna probably we're, we're, we have a drift trike race going on. Yeah, I'm excited about that, dude. We've like we've like gathered all these drift trikes. We've been like kind of gathering up slowly but surely. So is that gonna be in the beer garden? Ooh, it should be. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> it's a race around the beer garden. <laughs> 
Uh, and then on after the show, and then on Sunday, we're doing a hangover cruise. Yeah. So if you're from out of state, you don't know Oregon well, and you may just have hear, heard bad things about our state because of maybe a big city up north. Um, it's not true. Uh, well, the stuff that happened up there is. But that is the true. Rest yes, the rest of the world is, rest of is pretty place. rad. Uh, the, the town of Albany and the surrounding areas, especially um, Sweet Home, um, Lebanon, Staten, all those outgoing towns are just rad. It's log trucks and big lifted trucks and just... It's just awesome. It's an awesome area out there. And so we are going to do a cruise through those the foothills in here in the valley. So we thought we'd meet at the shop. Um, I think we're going to do it around 10 o'clock on Sunday, meet at the shop. And then we're just going to cruise, do like a couple-hour cruise, and just uh, through the countryside. Um, and then come back and um, chill out there at the shop and uh, shoot the shit and maybe have some lunch and that kind of stuff. So Yeah, yeah. that sounds exciting. It's like we're trying for like a weekend of just chill, talk to people that are like i said before like-minded about these trucks yeah so i mean it should it last year was awesome we did have covid but we still drew what 175 well, trucks? we didn't have covid but it was a thing <laughs> right it was a it was a thing right there you go uh we had the covid scare i don't know i uh but um it, they kind of lessened our numbers but i think we're still almost at 200 trucks yeah, it was good and yeah. we gave away thousands of dollars. Yes, we do a five thousand. Last year was what five five k in raffle prizes. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a good time. It's a really good time. We strive to make it a uh, family oriented, just a nice low key event. And it yes, it is free. It's free for all people unless you want to enter the raffle. Then you just pay what you want for the raffle, obviously for the items. But it's a hundred percent free all three days. Yeah. So, and there's vendors there. Like, yes. if you want to get parts, I think you guys have yours. Yeah, you'll have your booth there. We'll have ours. We actually check this out. We haven't told anyone, but we'll have a discounted deal on tires. It sounds like on Falcon tires. Oh. Yeah. So our general manager at the shop has worked a deal with Falcon to have. Uh, if we haven't officially set it, or it's not. Uh, we haven't got the details yet, but it looks like that if you pre-order tires, we'll have them there at the show at a discounted price. Nice. So we uh, we can help people with that as well. Are you gonna have mounting and balancing machines out there? So you know, they, they can I don't think Lisa's on? gonna let the our our new tire equipment leave the shop, but we could actually have it set up that people could have it mounted and balanced before the show if they want to come into town early. Nice. So we could have you know if you want to order wheels, fuel has uh, sounds like they're on board to uh, donate a set of wheels. I mean, there's some serious sponsors this year that want to step up with this one, just like yourself yeah, um, and CP guys that uh, just love the event, you know, so. Yeah, it's a blast. It's a and good time. Even like Jack's wife who, you know, he, they uh, pushed their honeymoon back. <laughs> because to go, of it. <laughs> yeah, and she knows nothing about the whole truck stuff and she was like, that was a super fun weekend. Dude, like, check this out. It's just fun for everybody. We've got uh, Mark Vega. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. I said his name right. Uh, with his 24 valve, is he Cummins. coming? He's coming. Is he gonna drive it? No, he's flying. His wife and him. I guess they. It was on the fence because they. Yeah, he's got a honeymoon scheduled for that time, but I think they moved it or something like that. And, Same thing. Right. Yeah. He's gonna. He's gonna fly out. I think. And uh, he says just driving would be too long. Couldn't take that much time off. I know the CP boys had talked about making a massive caravan or convoy of trucks. So I'm not sure. Uh, if yeah, they're, they're, the guy that came with them last year from Tennessee, yep. he said he's driving his out. 
Yeah, there's some people that are like back east uh, and uh, Midwest. Do you remember that kid? Him and his dad drove in a single cab OBS all the way from, was it Iowa? Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, we might be losing power. <laughs> well, maybe we should end on that note. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> uh, I'm Devin, and that was John. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening to the uh, OBS Truckery podcast. Truckery podcast. Dude, a, I know. I was like, I had to pause for a moment. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much, guys, and uh, we'll we'll hear from you soon. Thanks. Don't forget to subscribe. Oh yes. Give us a rating and maybe in the comments or something, let us know if there's a topic that you would like covered. Yes. Do everything that John just said because I forgot already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. Cool. Later, everyone. See you later.